from grain to glass, this show is dedicated to helping you make the best beer possible. So strap in and hold on to your mash tons. We're Homebrew Bound. Welcome to Homebrew Bound. I'm Casey. And I'm Rick. This is the best beer show on the internet. According to our mothers. Our mothers are great. We got moms. We got moms, guys. We got moms for days. Yeah. I mean, that's not to make you feel bad if you don't have moms. Like, we're not we're not in that business. We're not, we're not we're bragging. Just, we're just saying. We're just saying, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my mom is pretty great. She's also scary, but... My mom's scary, too. Are all moms scary? Moms are scary. Okay, all right. It's like a class they have to take. <laughs> like... I have to get their scary license. Mom 102 being scary. Like, Mom 101 is, like, giving birth. And, like, not killing the baby immediately. Yeah. Mom 102 is, like, being scary. Be be terrifying now, please. <laughs> okay! All right. Um, Rick, man, what have you been up to beer-wise since the last episode? <clears throat> Not a lot, man. Hasn't been a long time, so. Right. Um, but I don't think I talked about the, uh, the triple brew I did. I don't think so. I, not, not just, well, no, it was a quad brew, because I did, uh, four beers in two days. Mm. I did a little bit of catch-up, you know? Got the, uh, got the Lambic done, got the wit beer done, Got the barley wine done. There's one. Oh, uh, the dark mild. Yes. Yeah. I fucking just knocked it all out. That was a, a couple of long days. It was kind of zen though, you know. Uh, yeah. Also got got some bottling done. So all the stuff. I was I was on top of stuff, man. Yeah, you were. Just got all the brewing done, and then this next weekend I'm doing uh, another triple brew, and then I think we're caught up, 100. percent In fact. We will be so caught up, we will be ahead. Awesome. I know, right? That sounds good. <laughs> Way better than being behind. <laughs> so, that's kind of what October... October, I'm going to get as much brewing done as I can, because then it's going to be cold. Yeah. And I'm not going to want to do anything. That's going to suck. Yeah. Yeah. But... Yeah. Well, at least try to have to, like, straddle January as much as possible. Mm-hmm. January's the worst. January, yeah, January's gonna be brutal. Well, January's usually the coldest, but it's also like the most disheartening because mm-hmm. like, you're you're in the so heart of it away. and everything's so far away. <laughs> like your your summer's a distant memory. Yep. You're like, what does the sun look like? Yeah. <laughs> and then like looking forward to spring, you're like, maybe two and a half months. Maybe. <laughs> if March is okay to us. Yeah. So, well, I mean, it'll be fun, I guess. I mean, we're, we're we'll be halfway done then. So, yeah, we'll be true. over halfway done. We'll, we'll be on the downswing. Brewing in the snow. Brewing in the snow. Brewing in the snow. And I hey, mean, it once, makes cooling once once easier. we, we once yeah. positive. Well, we cool in the house. Well, <clears throat> <laughs> we we mash in the house and we cool in the house. The only thing we do outside is boil. Yeah, that's true. Because it's cold out cold all right uh should we just dive right into the beer tasting i think we should just right in there i mean let's get last week we you know gave you guys 30 minutes of extra just bullshit at the top sorry about that (laughs) we just well we had we had it had been two weeks since we'd seen each other yeah and we had stuff to actually talk about yeah beer related 
All right, so we are going to be talking about our American Pale Ale, the ESC American Pale Ale. American Pale Ale. Uh, just a reminder, the recipe for that was two, uh, nine pounds of U.S. two-row and then one pound of victory malt. Uh, then victory we used half an ounce of Pacific USA. Gem at 60 minutes, half an ounce of Pacific Gem at 30 minutes, and then an ounce of Pacific Gem at zero. Pacific Gem. Pacific Gem, a New Zealand hop that we had not used before. That's right. Yep. That's this one. That is this one. Uh, we we had an OG of 1051, a final gravity of 1013, putting us at 5% ABV. That's a beaut. All right. So we're looking for a pale, refreshing, and hoppy ale, yet with sufficient supporting <coughs> malt to make the beer balanced and drinkable. The clean hop presence can reflect a classic or modern American or New World hop varieties with a wide range of characteristics. An average strength hop forward pale American craft beer generally balanced to be more accessible than modern American IPAs. Yeah. So let's talk aroma. Moderate to strong hop aroma from American or New World hop varieties with a wide range of possible characteristics, including citrus, floral, pine, resinous, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, or melon. None of these specific characteristics are required, but hops should be apparent. Low to moderate maltiness supports the hop presentation and may optionally show small amounts of specialty malt character, bready, toasty, biscuity, caramely. Fruity esters vary from moderate to none. Dry hopping, if used, may add grassy notes, although this character should not be excessive. Okay, so I am aroma... uh, and I'm trying to figure out what this hop is like. Yeah, some things I some things I've uh, I've read said oak and blackberry. Others yeah. said earthy and floral. I don't know. I kind of pick up the oak. Yeah, it's definitely woody. Yeah, it's a woody hop. It smells nice. It does. It smells very good. Mm-hmm. I haven't tried this, and I'm excited to. I haven't either. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going in completely blind on this one. Wow. Well, it, that's a rare one for me. Usually, I, you know, I have a little bit of a heads up, but well, we can look at this. It does have the moderate to strong hop aroma. Yes, it does. And I'm not really sure it's woody, but I'm not. You sure woody and a little floral. Yeah, it is a little floral. And then the low to moderate maltiness. I would say low. Yeah. But it's there to support it. Yeah, no, you have to dig through the malt to find yeah. the... Or dig through the hops a little bit to well, find the malt. It's kind of also hard because we've not ever had these hops before. Mm-hmm. So it's like we're trying to... But that makes it fun. Like find the hop smell and what it is and then find the malt in there. But it is there. All right. And I guess <clears> I could pick it out as kind of... Kind of bready. Yeah, I think we have the aroma. I think so too. I really do. All right, appearance. We're looking for pale golden to light amber, moderately large white to off-white head with good retention. Generally quite clear, although dry hop versions may be slightly hazy. It's gold. That is gold. It's gold. It's gold. <laughs> we got the we got the white head. Yep. She sticks around for a while. I still have head on mine. Yeah, I do too. And if you wipe the glass, it's pretty damn clear. Oh yeah. Pretty clear for sure. Pretty clear. Appearance is Appearance is good. We got that. Flavor, the big part. Moderate to high hop flavor, typically showing 
an American or New World hop character, citrus, floral, pine, resinous, spicy, tropical fruit, stone fruit, berry, melon, etc. Low to moderate clean grainy malt character supports the hop presentation <clears throat> and may optionally show small amounts of specialty malt character um, like bready, toasty, biscuity. The balance is typically toward the late hops and bitterness, but the malt pre present should be supportive, not distracting. Caramel malt flavors are often absent or fairly restrained, but are acceptable as long as they don't clash with the hops. Fruity yeast esters can be moderate to none. Although many hop varieties are quite fruity, moderate to high hop bitterness with a medium to dry finish. Hop flavor and bitterness often lingers into the finish, but the aftertaste should generally be clean and not harsh. Dry hopping, if used, may add grassy notes, although this character should not be excessive. I'm in love with this hop. Yeah? I'm hands down in love with this hop. I get, like... Wow. Woody, and then, Whoa. like, on the back, berries. Yeah. Like, like you just, like, you, like, you're hiking, Whoa. you're hiking through the woods, and you find a blackberry bush, and you pull off a bunch of berries, and you just shove them in your mouth. Yeah. That, I'm in love with this hop, too. Holy cow. <laughs> Holy cow. I got blew off. It, it's, I've never, I've never tasted anything like this. This is very cool. I have not had a hop taste like berries. Berries and wood. Yeah. That's a very interesting transformation <laughs> it takes does. throughout no, the No, it's, it's oaky first. Sip. It's, it's oaky and bready right at the top. Yeah. And then uh, with like a little bit of bitterness and then just on the back, just berries. Oh my God. And not like an artificial berry. No. It's like berry. I think we might have made my favorite... APA right now. Man, this is a... I'm going to have to bring this one around to some people. See what they think. That hop makes this beer, for sure. Oh, yeah. Well, there's nothing else to this beer. Well, no, but I mean, that, like... That makes this, like, whoa. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This is great. That hop is ridiculous. Like, this, it's not, like... Because I think without the hop, judging by, like, the malt and stuff, this would have made a great pale ale. Mm-hmm. But with that hop... That's it's up here. Not, yeah, that's not what my mouth expected to have. Hmm. All right, digging digging past the amazing hop uh, to some of the malt. Um, little, uh, li little like toasty. Yeah, it's toasty. Yeah. I get a very restrained caramel. Mm, I'm not picking up much caramel, but... I do right in the middle of the sip. Mm. Toward the end, I guess, underneath the hops. I'm trying. To, I'm. I'm. I'm trying to get past that like toast and jam. Yeah. Yeah, it is toasty, jammy. Yeah. That. Well, the show's over. I'm just gonna sit here and drink this beer now. The like the. The toastiness of the malt goes perfectly with the berries because like you said it's like toast and jam yeah. at the end <laughs> yeah no just that little bit of victory there like just mm. mm -hmm. Mm. Huh. well I mean we, we alright we hit style on flavor <laughs> yes back it up just a little bit we did we hit style on flavor knocked yeah. her out of the park 
Yeah, this one's a f- all the way thumbs up. All right. Mouth feel. Medium light to medium body, moderate to high carbonation. Overall smooth finish without astringency and harshness. Yeah, so yeah. that obviously too. Yeah. yeah, this is a this is a slam dunk. This is, and this is another one of our. This is another one on the rebrew list. Yeah, the good rebrew list. Yeah, for the for the BNS Brewery, you know. This is another one. Yeah, that's gonna be on the BNS Brewery. That we we are building up, like we don't want to do it. Is the problem? No, but we are building up like our tap list would just be all like specialty beers. Yeah, like. Except for like our cream ale would be on there, so we'd have some normal ones, I guess. Yeah, the cream ale got the but tropical we'd have, stout. We'd have, have the, the Australian stout, the Australian, and this, and this wouldn't f- categorize with other pale ales. Like it fits the style, but that's that hop is not in other ones. Yeah, that I've ever tasted. I I don't know if I've ever had a beer with this hop in it. I may have, but not, based on what not, I'm not tasting, a, not at least single hopped with it. No, based on what I'm tasting, I yeah. I can't ever. I've never tasted this before. Well, and that simple malt, uh, malt bill just works with it. Mm-hmm. It's... Yeah, this really lets the hop it, it be the star. And that toasty malt in the background supports it. So save that recipe, because that thing... Oh, she's saved. <laughs> she is saved. This is... Wonderful. It's wunderbar. 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 Oh, man. Is this hop available all year round, or do we, like, snag this? Nope, on nope. This of... is, uh, I mean, it's from New Zealand, so you gotta you gotta pay a little premium for it. Yeah. But... Hmm, a little extra. I think it's, like, three bucks an ounce right now. Hmm. So it's not too bad. Not terrible. No. Worth it. All right, man. So now we gotta go to something that sucks. I mean, something that... <laughs> <laughs> that I don't find nearly as enjoyable as you do. Yeah. And I, like, we are going to the autumn seasonal beer, uh, more commonly known as the goddamn pumpkin beer. <laughs> the goddamn pumpkin beer. All right. Uh, Want to just split a bottle of this? Yeah, that's fine. I don't want to have a whole bottle. You want to pop one open? Because I think you took my bottle opener. Yeah, I did. I don't know what to... The other one's way across the table, and you have two. No, so that's fine. I got this. All right, um, we are uh, try or tasting along with the the style guideline, uh, the Dogfish Head uh, Pumpkin Ale, which is one of the recommended styles. How convenient! It's fun when we can find a style that's on the list. One of three. One of three. That's yeah. unusual. We find something that. There's very few of. Very few of, and <laughs> we have one. All right. Um, so autumn seasonal beers are beers that suggest cool weather and the autumn harvest season and may include pumpkin or other squashes and the associated spices. See the introduction to specialty type beer section for additional comments, particularly on evaluating the balance of added ingredients with the base beer. We should probably do that. I think this is our first spice beer. Yeah. All right. Um, we use the common or culinary definitions of spices, herbs, and vegetables, not botanical or scientific ones. In general, spices are the dried seeds, seed pods, fruit, roots, bark, etc. of plants used for flavoring food. Herbs are leafy plants or parts of plants, leaves, flowers, petals, stalks used for flavoring foods. 
Vegetables are savory or less sweet edible plant products used primarily for cooking or sometimes eating raw. Vegetables can include some botanical fruit. This category explicitly includes all culinary spices, herbs, and vegetables, as well as nuts, anything with nut in the name, including coconut, chili peppers, coffee, chocolate, spruce tips, rose hips, hibiscus, fruit, pe- fruit peels, zest, but not juice, rhubarb, and the like. Really? And the like? Okay. Uh, <laughs> it does not include culinary fruit or grains. Flavorful fermentable sugars and syrups, agave, nectar, maple syrup, molasses, sorghum, treacle, honey, etc. can be included only in combination with other allowable ingredients and should not have a dominant character. Any combination of allowable ingredients may also be entered. See category 29 for a definition and examples of fruit. (laughs) Alright, overall impression. An amber to copper spice beer that often has a moderately rich body and slightly warming finish, suggesting a good accompaniment, accom, accom, accompaniment, accompaniment for <laughs> for the f- cool fall season and often evocative of Thanksgiving traditions. <laughs> Hate you. What was that word? Shut up. <laughs> Ooh, that's really clear beer. Um, <clears throat> the aroma. A wide range of aromatics is possible, although many examples are reminiscent of pumpkin pie, candied yams, or similar harvest or U.S. Thanksgiving-themed dishes. Any combination of aromatics that suggests the fall season is welcome. That's pretty... Now you're opening her up. Um, The base beer style often has a multi-profile that supports the balanced presentation of the aromatics from spices and possibly other special ingredients. Additional fermentables like brown sugar, honey molasses, maple syrup, etc. may lend their own unique aromatics. Hop aromatics are often often absent, subdued, or slightly spicy. Spicy! Spicy! Alcohol aromatics may be found in some examples, but this character should be restrained. The overall aroma should be balanced and harmonious, and is often fairly complex and inviting. What are you looking for? Oh, I heard something blooping over there, and I was trying to figure out which beer was still blooping at me. I heard it a couple times earlier. Yeah. So this is 7%. That's okay. We've had a lot of beer tonight. I'm just saying. I was just throwing it out. I know. Because it was talking about the alcohol aromatics. I didn't pick any up in this. Mm Mm-mm. No, it's malty, and I get nutmeg. Dogfish Head really likes to be at, like, 7%. Yeah. Like, everything they do. <laughs> or uh, or 11%. Yeah. They kind of hang out on, like, you like to do 5, we'll do 7. You like to do 9, we'll do well, 11. Well, you know, they got to be off-centered, because they're off-centered beer for off-centered people. Fuckers. Um <laughs> I have a personal beef with Dogfish Head. Their beers are fine. It's entirely personal. <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, this... Uh, um, I'm smelling it out of a bottle because I didn't have a clear glass yet. Oh, okay. That's, it's fine. That is not a good way to smell it. No, I'm not getting much. Yep. All right. Um, but the rest of it I can tell you. Yeah. 
into account. Uh, appearance, generally medium amber to coppery brown. Uh, lighter versions are more common. Usually clear, although darker versions may be virtually opaque. Some chill haze is acceptable. Generally has a well-formed head that is often off-white to tan. Some versions with squashes will take on an unusual hue for beer with orange-like hints. Orange-like hints. I'd say that's copper. A light copper. It's coppery. Yep. Yeah, it's a light copper. Okay. It had some head at one point. Kind of fizzled. Yeah. So, flavor. Many interpretations are possible. Allow for brewer creativity as long as the resulting product is balanced and provides some spice and optionally sugar and vegetable. Presentation. Spices associated with the fall season are typical, as mentioned in the aroma section. The spices and optional optional fermentables should be supportive and blend well with the base beer style. Uh, Rich, malty, and or sweet malt-based flavors are common and may include caramel, toasty, biscuity, or nutty flavors. Toasted bread crust or cookie pie crust flavors are welcome. Ooh, I do like pie. Me too. But not pumpkin pie. I do. May include distinctive flavors from specific fermentables, molasses, honey, brown sugar, etc. Although these elements are not required. Flavor derived from squash-based vegetables are often elusive. The wide range of special ingredients should be supportive and balanced, not so prominent as to overshadow the base beer. Bitterness and hot flavor are generally generally restrained so as to not interfere with the spices and special ingredients generally finishes rather full and satisfying often has some alcohol flavor roasted malt characteristics are typically absent yeah i can i get i I can see the pie crust i mean it's it's more it's closer to like a pumpkin pie filling there's a little bit of that, like, cookied Yeah, crust. like that, that, uh... Like, down in graham the Graham cracker. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely some graham cracker on the back end. Mm-hmm. So that's in there for sure. And that's probably coming from some cinnamon sugar situation. Something. They got some cinnamon in there. Mm-hmm. For sure. <clears throat> oh, boy. I like it. You don't. I like it. Not the biggest fan. I but for me it's just it's just the pumpkin thing. I I just I don't I don't I'm not the biggest nutmeg fan. Oh. And once you put nutmeg in something I'm like eh. Yeah. Well, that makes it's, sense. It's it's not it's not bad. It's entirely drinkable. It's not overpowering. It's well balanced. Yeah. Which is good um I mean, I've had some uh, pumpkin You're just not the beers, pumpkin spice guy. Yeah. Oh like, uh, no, man, this is I'm not your thing. Just not that basic, man. I I am. So, <laughs> at work today, and Jake was like, "I'm a sucker for everything pumpkin." Pumpkin, I'm like, "Man, you are one basic bitch." And he's like, "Yeah, <laughs> I am too." I like pump. I don't like, like I like going to Starbucks and getting like a pumpkin latte, because that's like mostly milk and not too sweet. Mm-hmm. I don't like like the over the top pumpkin ones that taste like sugar pumpkin. That's not for me. 
but I don't like sweet. But the pumpkin, I like. I'm a pumpkin pie fan, though. Yeah. It's, pro- it's probably my favorite, favorite pie. I don't oh, know. man, there's so many good, good well, pies I, out there. I hate, you, got, you, got, you got banana cream. I hate pumpkin pie if it's not fall. I can't eat pumpkin pie if it's not fall. How do you get pumpkin pie if it's not fall? You can I suppose they can. The, one, of my they can fr- the shit. one of my coworkers brought in a pumpkin pie for their birthday in March. And I was like, what are you doing? What? <laughs> and she's like, I just love pumpkin pie. And I wanted to just pick it up and throw it in the trash and be like, no, you get, you don't get, you don't get pumpkin pie. pumpkin pie. pie. You don't deserve this. You have to move your birthday to October if you want to have pumpkin pie <laughs> on your birthday. <laughs> but you can't move it. You can't just celebrate it again this year. You have to skip. Mm-hmm. Because you don't get to have two in one year. You have to skip. You, you just get one. Just one. And you ruined yours with a pie. <laughs> that I wanted to step in because it was not the right time. All right, what are we on? Are we on mouthfeel? Mouthfeel. Okay. A wide range of interpretations is possible. Body is generally medium to full, and a certain malty and or vegetable-based chewiness is often present. Moderately low to moderately high carbonation is typical. Many examples will show some well-aged warming alcohol content, but without being overly hot. The beers do not have to be overly strong to show some warming effects. They could also be on fire. That's, yeah. This has that warming. It's not strong alcohol. It's just a slight elevation of temperature. Yeah, uh, the cinnamon, I'm guessing. Might be that. Yeah, I guess it may not be an alcohol warming. No, not really. Probably the cinnamon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the comments. Overall balance is the key to presenting a well-made autumn seasonal beer. These special ingredients should complement the base beer and not overwhelm it. The brewer should recognize that some combinations of base beer styles and special ingredients work well together, while others do not make for harmonious combinations. <laughs> Sorry, burps. Ah. Oh. If the base beer is a classic style, the original style should come through in the aroma and flavor. Whether spices, herbs, or additional fermentables are declared, um, each should be noticeable and distinctive in its own way, although not necessarily individually identifiable. Balanced with the other ingredients is still critical. In other words, the beer should read as a spiced beer, but without having to tell that specific spices are present even if declared that's a good way to sum it up yeah beer first <clears throat> yeah spice second and you don't need to you should tell it's spiced without being able to pick out all the specific spices all right um characteristic ingredients spices are required and often include those evocative of the fall or thanksgiving season i.e turkey i mean uh, allspice, <laughs> nutmeg, cinnamon, cloves, ginger. Don't put turkey in your beer, guys. That's a bad idea. Uh, yeah. No turkey. Oh, it was the Jones Soda that did the turkey dinner soda. That sounds not terrible. It was not good. Well, How I Met Your Mother had the had the turkey or the th- no the thanks teeny. <laughs> it was uh, cranberry yes. juice, vodka, and a bullion cube. <laughs> yes. I forgot about that. <laughs> we tried to make them once. That was a mistake. Doesn't sound good. <laughs> it was not. <laughs> uh. um, but any combination is possible and creativity is encouraged. Flavorful adjuncts are often used. Uh, molasses, invert sugar, brown sugar, honey, maple syrup, etc. Squash type or gourd type vegetables. 
uh, most frequently com- uh, pumpkin, are often used as well. Ooh, okay. So we've got some entry instructions if you want to enter a beer. The entrant must specify a base style, but the declared style does not have to be a classic style. The entrant must specify the types of spices, herbs, or vegetables used. Individual ingredients do not need to be specified if a well-known blend of spices is used. Example, pumpkin pie spice. The beer must contain spices and may contain vegetables and or sugars. So, looking at this one. uh, So, this pumpkin ale that we're drinking is a brown ale. Full body brown ale brewed with real pumpkin, brown sugar, allspice, cinnamon, and nutmeg. So yeah, we were we were close. We were correct on the cinnamon situation. Mm-hmm. So now we got to get into vital stats, which we don't have any. Um, it literally says OG, FG, IBUs, SRM, and ABV will vary depending on the underlying base beer. ABV is generally above 5%, and most examples are somewhat amber, copper, in color. So basically, your vital stats, I'm guessing, aside really from your SRM, because that might change with the spices and stuff, should match your base beer. So whatever you write, your enter as your base beer is what you're going to use for your vital stats on this. Okay, I was thinking uh, like a brown or an amber somewhere in between there. Yeah. The nice thing about this is we don't we can be a little bit creative. We don't have to fit directly into a style. Yeah. And I think that's a good idea. I just think that like that brown or amber ale really lends itself well to this st- style. <clears throat> to spicing and pumpkining. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. I already have a, a base grist kind of figured out. I'm adding I'm adding uh, some spices and stuff to... Uh, let's do grams. So we can kind of do... So we can play with some stuff here. What kind of spices do we want to add? Mm, all spice. Oh, I already just added nutmeg twice. That's not what I wanted. Allspice and nutmeg. Allspice. Okay. Do you want to? Do you want to stay away from nutmeg? No, I'm in. I I I'm fully ready to embrace <laughs> fall. <laughs> Your face says differently. I'm gonna buy some fucking Uggs <laughs> and. We're in an, inf- in an infinity scarf. In an infinity scarf. <laughs> and we're going to get highlights. And yeah. <laughs> and we're going to have some Starbucks while we yeah. brew this thing. You have to be present for this brew. Oh, I will be. You have to be because there's no way I'm doing this without you. I'm pretty sure I'm going to try to do all that stuff except the Uggs, too. Cause, I won't uh, get the highlights because... Oh, I'm not going to do the highlights. That. I'm I'm gonna dress like a basic white girl though. Oh yeah, no, we have to. I'm pretty sure that I can get. I'm fatter than her. I can get quite a few things from Lindsay, because she is pretty basic. <laughs> she's got a copious amount of like infinity scarves and stuff. So 
I'm pretty sure that I can get all this stuff. <laughs> and then we'll just... Well, man, I'll pick up the Starbucks. All right. All right. I'll, I'll bring you an infinity scarf. All too. right. Sounds good. Yeah. Because, I mean, it's going to be a brisk day. Yeah. I might have to get a fuzzy sweater, too. Fuzzy sweater, maybe like a cardigan? Yeah. Something. Maybe some mittens. Ooh, some mittens. Mittens would be a good idea. Yeah. But not then, like not like mittens that'll keep your hands warm. No. Like fall mittens. Yeah, like fall mittens that don't do anything. Yep. But but impede your hand yeah. your holding. Well all things. they're all you know what they're for? They're for holding Starbucks. That's true. That's all Starbucks those mittens, mittens are for. <laughs> so then we'll hold our Starbucks and pretend it's keeping us warmer than it is. And like just hug it really close. <laughs> all right. Okay, so uh, what kind of we want to shoot for like a five percent, right? Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, that's the generally above five percent is what they say. Uh, I want to go a little bit darker than this, so let's do two pounds. Oh, we'll do one pound of that, and we'll do two pounds of this, and that should give us some good like crackery. Um, man, my ass arm's only at ten. Yeah, I gotta add something here. Um, let's, oh, you know what? I got it. I got it. Just want like eight ounces of you, man. Just eight ounces. Eight ounces of you, man. Gives me a 12. That's pretty good, I think. I think that should be solid. Cool. Yeah, that should be good. All right, so, uh, I have... Uh, eight pounds of, oh, you know, I'm going to bring this down. Because we are at 6%. I want to see if we can get it closer to five. That's five and a half. <clears throat> yeah, that's fine. All right. So I have seven pounds of two row, um, two pounds of Munich, um, one pound of crystal 40, and one, or an eight ounces of crystal 60. Cool. So that cool. should give us, um, like, we should get some, like, biscuit cracker from the Munich and then some good, like, toasty caramel from uh, the the crystal malts. I like it. Some, like, caramel layers in there for your yeah. for your pie base. So I got your pie base, man, right. and your crust. Like, <laughs> let's spice this bitch. Let's spice it. So we got to put some real pumpkin in this, right? Yeah. All right, add miscellaneous. How much pumpkin do we put in a thing? Oh, my. That like is a good Half question. a pound of pumpkin? Sure. Okay. Uh, I'm going to talk with Mike and see what he thinks. That's probably a good idea. Um, just because I'm, I'm going to start with half a pound and go from there. Yeah. Uh, I'll give you guys an update next week on where we landed on the actual pumpkin amounts. Yeah. Subject to change. Subject to change. All right. Um, miscellaneous. Uh, then we want some nutmeg. Nutmeg. Then we want some allspice. Allspice. Then we want some cinnamon. <clears throat> A cinnamon. Oops. Alright, then we want some whipped cream. Whipped cream. <laughs> mm. Alright. Not good in beer. No, I just I so I just have like some random amounts in here because it's one of those things I like to play with it a little bit. And you can always add uh, pro tip when you're doing spices, um, you can always add more. 
So, yeah. so start on the low side, and then when it ferments out, taste it, and if you feel like it needs more, you can add more at, at the time of packaging. Right. Mix it up with some hot water, get it good and dissolved, and pour it in, and it'll disperse out. Nice. I like it. I didn't know that. Yep. That's a good fact. It's a very good fact. It it helps. <laughs> it saves you from overspicing your beer. Yeah. It, nothing's worse than once you overspice it, you're done. You you can't you can't undo that. No. There's there's no undo button. You can't with unspice it. All right. Uh, we need hops. Hops. Yeah. What would you normally use in like a like a brown ale? Uh, but we want amber. we we want something a little on the spicier side. Mm. Um. Spicy hops. Yeah. Do the spicy 1000s. You know, man, you got to learn hops one of these days. <laughs> I, um, I, yeah, I do. Let's see. What do I want? What would be a good hop? Do the, what are they using in this? I didn't see anything on here about their hops. Brown ale. Because you don't want anything too spicy either. Um, you don't want it to be spicy af. Yeah. Well, you you don't want it to overpower. Um, what about Galena? We I don't think we've used Galena. I don't think we have. Let's use Galena. Galena. Hey, Galena. I don't want super Galena. I just want regular Galena. Just what kind of what kind of IBUs do you think we should go for? We went kind of on the lower side, right? Like 40, 50? Yeah, I think. If that I use an ounce good. of Galena, that's forty-two. Do it at sixty, and because we don't really want do we do we want any other do we want any hop character on the on the end? Probably should we do another half ounce of Galena as a like a flame out? Yeah, put a little hop flavor in it. <clears throat> I like it. Uh, you are going in at zero, and you are going to be a half ounce. 0.5. Okie dokie. There we go. All right, it gives us 42 IBUs. Got a little half ounce of that. And then uh, what do we want to ferment with? Do we want, don't we, what do we want from that? Why don't we use American Ale 2? We haven't used that in a while. Sure. That will give us a little bit of yeast character, too. All right, so looking at our stuff here, we have an estimated original gravity of uh, 1054 uh, with 42 IBUs, uh, looking at 12.3 SRM um, and an estimated ABV of 5.5%. That should do her. I think that'll do her. That sounds good. It's a nice, go uh, drinkable that. one. All right, uh, final recipe turns to be uh, 7 pounds of 2-row, uh, 2 pounds of Munich malt, 1 pound of... Uh, Crystal 40, 8 ounces of Crystal 60, uh, some allspice, uh, some nutmeg, some pumpkin, some cinnamon. Uh, then we're going to do an ounce of Galena at 60 minutes, then half, half an ounce of Galena at flame out, and ferment with American Ale 2. And okay. this should be ready uh, just in time for uh, November. Beautiful. Good Thanksgiving beer. Heck Yes. Oh, heck yes. Oh, heckin' good. And we're going to call it basic. Yeah. It's the fall basic, you know? The basic beer.
All right, guys. Thanks for tuning in again this week. Uh, if you'd like to support us, head over to patreon.com slash Studios and become a patron today. Every little buck helps us out. Um, and, yeah, if you guys want to keep hearing this, you know, pony up just a little bit, you know, a little bit. Or send us some beer. Yeah. That helps, too, because it gives us something to talk about. We like that as well. Yeah, if you want to send us some beer, go ahead and shoot us an email at feedback at blindestudios.com or you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash blindestudios or you can follow us on Twitter at blind underscore ninja. And I'll see you guys next week. Bye.